Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. Talking about a very important subject now, the education of our children, what choice you're going to make. And I want to just give you some practical advice on how to make this choice. Now, I want to start by saying, as we, as we raise children, one of the most important decisions you will make is how you are going to actually educate them. There's three primary ways of education, routes of education available to us today. Public schools, private schools, usually Christian, and homeschools. And I'd like to talk a little bit about each of them. And I want to stress, this is not my decision to make. Our children are raised. We raised and we made decisions. To be honest, we had some of each. We did primarily homeschool in the younger ages. With one and a half of our kids, shall we say, we did the public school in the high school age. And with the other three and a half, meaning one of them went halfway through, the other three and a half, we did Christian school starting about middle school up into through high school graduation. And then our kids went to the public universities, Ohio State University. So we've experienced all three different ones of these. And I'd like to stress, this is your decision. It's not mine. How you make this decision has a lot to do with how, where you feel your child's at, how mature they are, how well they can stand on their own versus be influenced by peer pressure. Everyone's influenced by peer pressure, but some people are like natural leaders. Some people are natural followers. Some people have real conviction and kind of a boldness to them. Some people are shy and timid and more easily influenced. Children are different. Children are different. And your family, you've got to make these decisions before God. And these are things that how you educate your children. In our country now, we have choices. When we first started educating our children at home, uh, we were we were fearful that we'd be reported to the authorities and could face um, fines or even potentially we knew of people who went, who went to jail for homeschooling their children when we started. We were pioneers in this. It was unheard of. We wouldn't take our children out. out. We wouldn't let them play outdoors during school hours. We wouldn't take them to the grocery store during school hours. If we did, it's very rare because we thought, you know, we could get in trouble for this. Now things have changed so differently. In my state, the state of Ohio, there's actually just recently a new bill passed in the budget that will pay up to $8,500 per child for whatever you decide to do. You want to homeschool them? The state will pay you up to $8,500, depending on your level of income, if you homeschool your kids to help cover those expenses and make it able because uh, obviously someone's not working if you're home, staying home homeschooling. Or if you choose to go to the Christian school, it'll give you up to $8,500 to help towards tuition price, tuition costs of the Christian school. And how it works with the public school, I'm not sure. But basically, that's what the state is giving for kids. So there's a lot of options available now that weren't available in our day. Sacrifices we had to make are still sacrificial today, but maybe not quite to the same degree that we had to. My point being, this has got to be your decision made prayerfully, 
thoughtfully between mom and dad and your child as you discuss each one and what is best for them. So something I think can help you is to make a, we've been talking here in the last week or two about important aspects of growth in our children's lives. And what, if we're going to raise them and not just support them as they make their decisions in life, but we're going to raise them to be, and we've got goals in mind, we've got a vision for for how we want our child to be. Primarily, we want them to be a follower of Jesus. We want them to hear God's call in their life. We want them to be upright, a man of faith, a man or woman of faith, of love, of courage, of goodness, of uprightness. We do want them to be successful in this world, to know how to one day have a happy marriage, one day to, to, to get a, have a good employment, make a good living, create whatever wealth and, and be able to sh- you know share it with others and so on, or whatever they're going to do. We want all of these things that, for our children. And so these are all considerations. And in your mind, you've got to consider what really matters. With our, in our case, I'll, I'll say, you know, some extracurricular activities began to play an important role in our mind, and our kids were very involved in certain sports, and, and so that influenced our decisions. Now, nowadays, again, in our state, you can even homeschool and still maybe, I don't know exactly the law, but take like maybe one class or whatever and be involved in uh, sports programs that are available that weren't available in our day. So things are changing. You've got to examine and find out what's available to you. As we consider the different options that we've talked about the last few days, the different things, that, uh, how important that peer influence, honoring parents, uh, moral education, academic education, discipline, etc. I made a little chart here that might help you in your decision-making. And so down, if you can, if you're on the podcast listening, I'll explain this, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that down on the left column, I just list four options, public school, Christian school, homeschool, and other, because there might be some other option that you're aware of in your school. There's met, there are more and more options. There's co-ops you can work together. There's part homeschool, part Christian schools you can do together. There's more and more options in our day that we can research and find. Across the top here, I just wrote some of the things we've talked about lately. Honoring your parents, peer influence, moral education, academic education. I ran out of room. I would have included discipline, etc. And then there might be other things you'd like to add, like, again, extracurricular activities or, or um, th- things of that nature. Special education, specific education, special education. You might have a, a child with a, a, a special needs, etc. And then the last column says total. And so what you do is you go through here, and I, I'm just going to throw out an example. And remember, every child's different, and every age is different. How you fill this chart out for your six-year-old daughter might be different than how you fill it out for your 17-year-old son. When you think of, you know, have, have, has that son already learned to honor parents? Is that solid? Is the six-year-old still learning to honor parents? What peer influence is that 17-year-old? Has he shown strength of character that he's, he's a leader, not a follower of peers? Or does he show, oh, it's pretty weak, he'd be influenced by his peers, whereas you know the six-year-old's going to be. 
Six-year-olds are always, you know, they, they, youngsters are always influenced. The moral education, are they going to teach my child uh, to, to stand strong and to be obedient to God? Or are they going to be the modern humanistic idea? Decide for yourself what do you want to do, especially when it comes to uh, sexual morals and so on. Academic education, will it be, will, will they learn? Will they learn how to think? Will they learn how to uh, process information? Will they learn how to learn on their own? And along this lines, will it be God-centered or man-centered? All right, so these are all factors you've got to consider, and it, it, it could be different at different stages of life, different stages of development in your child, and with different children. But let's just take hypothetically, let's just run across here as a potential so you'll see how this works. Say at the public school, and I'm thinking of my, I'm thinking of my seven-year-old daughter, and I ask the question, uh, on a scale of one to five, I'm going to rate, how are they going to learn to honor parents? Well, maybe I'll give them a two, you know. In the peer influence, is this going to be a good influence for them there in the, pub in the public school? Maybe I'll give that a two as well. Moral education, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, some of the stuff you're seeing on online that are being taught and children being taught all this, it, even at a elementary age, some of this uh, uh, moral education. Well, again, they'll probably be taught to uh, respect the teacher and respect one another. But when it comes to certain other morals, I'm going to give them a two as well. Academic education, I'd give them a three. So anyway, that would be a total of two, four, six. That'd be a total of nine. And again, this is totally hypothetical. If you think I'm being hard in the public schools uh, or not hard enough, you know, that's up to you. Say the Christian school, honor parents. Well, I'm going to, you know, the parents are paying the, the bill. They're going to definitely teach them on their parents. I'm going to give that a four. Peer influence, eh, I'm going to give that a three. There's some good kids, some bad ones. Moral education, I'll say that they're going to give them a four as well. Maybe even a five. We'll give it a five. Academic education, we'll give it a four. So that adds up to four, seven, 12, 16. Homeschool, well, honoring your parents, they're going to get a five. That's the big thing you're going to teach them there. Peer influence, well, it's your brothers and sisters, so what, are they going to get a one? <laughs> Just kidding. We'll give them a four for that. Moral education, well, you're going to teach them right and wrong. We're going to give that a five as well. Academic instruction, you know, whatever you're at. I mean, basically, we're talking about uh, elementary school. What do you have to teach there? You know, reading simple books and simple basic maths. We're going to give that a of, and it's going to be God sent. You're going to read from the Bible. We're going to give that a five as well. So that's five. That's 19. So I, my scores would be academic education, or excuse me, my scores, public school got nine. Christian school got 16. Homeschool got 19. So just by adding up that way, I can see which one reflects my values and which one scores highest. Now, remember, you might have a different, th different things across the top here. You might want to enter in uh, other factors, and we'll even look at a few here. You might want to enter in cost. That might be a big thing for you. And obviously, if you're a single parent with you got to work full time, that cuts out some of your other options. That might cut out the homeschool option, or at least you're going to have to be very creative in how you're going to do it. Maybe someone else in your church can help homeschool a child. Maybe something of this that you can draw in some grandparents or something of this nature. But obviously, cost may, is a big issue, no doubt about it. You may want to end parental availability, is what I just mentioned there. Back on cost, the big advantage of public school is it's free. Well, not really. It's just you don't have to pay for it. Someone's paying a lot of money for it. 
the Christian schools, the most expensive. The homeschool, like I said, that's that's kind of free too. You have to buy your books, add in a few hundred dollars for homeschool expenses. The cost may be an issue. Parental availability, your availability, uh, support from others, family, co-ops, etc. There might be other factors that you choose to put in extracurricular activities might go in there. Not only sports, but other clubs that you, you might your kids to be involved in. So these are all things that could be at different stages across your top, uh, across the top columns there that you want to grade them on. This is just an example I'm using to show how you could can make this decision. What I encourage you not to put in there is fear or a sense of inadequacy. We chose, again, we, we've highly... We did mostly homeschool, especially those early years. And the the thing that I have found with so many parents is they feel inadequate, and there is a fear you're going to ruin your child. What if I, you know, I don't know this advanced math. I don't know this advanced science. And these are things my child needs to learn to be successful. And if I can't teach them this, I might stunt them. Indeed, I know when we homeschooled, uh, I, I remember so strongly my mother saying, you're going to ruin your children. And she was so against our homeschooling. Well, later on, I must admit, she she said, we in particular, my wife, she gave credit, did a really good job. But my wife felt inadequate, but she trusted God. And it helped early on. She, you know, can we really do this? And we gave it a shot. And you know what we found out? We did pretty well. We did, pre- even my mother, as critical as she could be, said, you all did a good job. And indeed, we did. We did. Why? Don't make decisions out of fear and a sense of your own inadequacy. You, moms and dads, you you will teach your kid the most difficult thing to learn, and that is the la- a language. Stop and think about that. What's more difficult to learn than a language, how to communicate? And who are they going to learn that from? They're going to learn it from you. God, you're going to be more adequate than you realize. God's going to give you more ability than you realize. Now, you may have to grow into it, and you may have to grow along the lines, and it might press you, and it might press you in patience, and it might press you in organizational skills, and it might you, you might have to grow in communication skills. But don't make a decision out of fear. God says don't fear or sense that you're inadequate because God can make you adequate. But there is room to make decisions on these other things. Again, I'll just share in our own lives. We we chose to homeschool our kids until most of them about the middle school ages. Then we looked into a Christian school opportunities, and with the earliest ones, and a lot of did relate to finances. We chose public school at first, but uh, as we were able later, we chose the Christian school option, and we're glad that we we followed that. But I know others homeschooled all the way through. I know others made different choices. Brothers and sisters, it's your choice before God. But remember, it is before God. Don't just make it out of convenience. Don't just make it out of what's comfortable. Don't just make it because you want to get have some peace and quiet, get the kids out of the house for a while. Make it because you, you're convinced this is the best for your children. They are a stewardship. It's worth the investment, whatever option you choose. And should you choose the public school option, be involved. Get to know the teachers. Know what kind of people they are. Know what they're teaching your children. Talk to your children. You're going to have to home educate your children every day at the dinner table, talking about what they learned, whether whether they, one way or another. You must be involved in their education 
whether whichever option you choose. It's not like you hand them off to the teachers and let them do it. Don't dare to do that. A lot of teachers in our day are not the people you want having full control of your child's future. Okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray for the parents in as we've been going these last two weeks through this series on parenting children. I pray again you give them great wisdom, guidance, and direction, and particularly on this educational choice. Help them, Lord, to know what's best for their children. Help them have a sense of adequacy, whatever it is. Help them to be involved and not to be passive. No matter what options they choose to be involved, to know who's teaching their children, who's influencing their children, to know their children's friends, to know what material they're learning, and to make sure that they are evaluating everything and everyone in light of your truth. I pray for this. I pray for I pray, Lord, you'd raise up again a mighty generation of this next uh, of young people. We're losing, Lord, the church is losing people. And the next generation seems to be vanishing from the church. Turn the tide, Lord. Raise up mighty warriors for yourself, we pray. Young people of faith, of love, of hope, of courage, righteous and holy, that will be warriors for you. We ask these things, give you praise now. In Jesus' name, amen. Our kids are a treasure. You are a steward of them. They belong to God, but he's letting you steward them. Make good, wise decisions. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you're new today, we've the last two weeks, go to my YouTube page and just check it. The last two weeks, we've been talking a lot of things about raising our children. We'll move on to a new topic next week, but we do come here every day and get in the Word of God every day. And so I'll be here tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, or you can watch later, or as I said, even listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Thanks for letting me have some input into your life. you got big decisions to make. It's your life. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're a child of God. You can make decisions. You may be in some tough spots, but by the grace of God, you can you can be determining how you're going to live your life. Amen. Be involved with the right people. Walk in faith. Be a victor. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.